the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A Florida judge orders the unsealing of a more detailed list of property taken from Mar-a-Lago. She has ordered the unsealing of a more detailed list of property. Biden's primetime unity speech alienates more than half of the country. It's more Biden, and that's not good. His numbers went up when he was uh, off the front page. Bank of America launches a controversial program exclusive to minority communities. The program aims to close the ownership gap for home buyers in black and Latino communities. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Friday, September 2nd. I'm Mike Scott. A Florida federal judge didn't rule on a request from former President Donald Trump for a special master in order to review documents that were seized from Donald Trump's home. Judge Eileen M. Cannon says she will issue a written ruling on that request in due course. But a hearing on Thursday became the latest in a contentious back and forth between the former president and the Department of Justice investigation into the allegations of possession of classified documents by Donald Trump. CBS reporter Robert Costa breaks down the latest news from the federal judge dealing with the Mar-a-Lago raid. Today, Trump's lawyers clash with Justice Department officials in court for the first time since last month's search. Trump's team argued that the review of evidence should pause so an independent lawyer or special master could be appointed and see whether the documents are privileged. Some legal experts say that move could further complicate the investigation. Harry Littman, a former U.S. attorney, says that were a special master appointed Thursday, Donald Trump may be proving correct in some of his assertions regarding documents taken from his home. If that special master is given authority to look for executive privilege, very much so, because one, that master would look at every document, and two, presumably it would mean that Trump wins some of these calls. Costa goes on to say that the Department of Justice continues to argue that since Donald Trump is no longer president, he does not have the right to those documents. The federal probe has already revealed the presence of hundreds of documents marked classified in Trump's possession and prompted an unprecedented damage assessment by intelligence officials. Jay Bratt, the head of DOJ's counterintelligence division, argued against the appointment of a special master. He claimed the FBI search was legally sound. Trump is no longer the president, and because he is no longer the president, Brad said, he did not have the right to take those documents. The former president continues to maintain that he did nothing wrong when he brought the sensitive materials to Florida last year. The former president goes on to say that when he left the White House, things just got packed up. Then all of a sudden you're leaving, and... 
stuff gets packed up and sent. Right. All sorts of stuff. You know, mostly the boxes, uh, pictures and newspapers and shirts and gear and, you know, golf balls. Costa explains that while Judge Cannon has not ruled on a special master yet, she has ordered the unsealing of another list of property taken by the DOJ. As federal judge Eileen Cannon mulls whether to appoint a special master, she has ordered the unsealing of a more detailed list of property taken from Mar-a-Lago. Even if Cannon does appoint a special master, experts suggest that it's unlikely that a special master would begin sorting through the documents right away. In briefs this week, lawyers for the Justice Department and Trump's team discussed submitting a joint list of proposed candidates for a special master, potentially next week. China is responding furiously to a U.N. report on alleged human rights abuses in its northwest region, targeting Uyghurs and other mainly Muslim ethnic minorities. The report has been in the works for years and was released despite Chinese efforts to delay or block it, aware of how it could validate claims that more than one million ethnic minority members were forcibly sent to detention centers that it says were for vocational training. Those who were held, their relatives, and monitoring groups described them as prison-like re-education centers where inmates were forced to denounce Islam and their traditional culture while swearing fidelity to the ruling Communist Party. The camps have been part of a widespread campaign of repression in that part of the country. Leading Uyghur campaigner Rahima Mahmoud says pressure must be kept up on Beijing. We still believe it is not as strong as we have expected and that we, we wanted. Um, uh, so, you know, we will be campaigning continuously to, uh, you know, to recognize what is happening to my people is genocide. Mamu welcomes the release of the UN report. I am relieved that this report was out, finally out. We know the pressure from the Chinese government, how they tried to whitewash by inviting uh, Madame Bachelet to, the, to China and showing her completely different, different scenes. The Uyghur spokesperson goes on to express disappointment in the UN report, accusing China of serious human rights violations, believing that report does not go far enough. Despite all this, even though it was delayed to the last minute, but it is a slap on China, Chinese government's face to uh, release this report. On Thursday, President Joe Biden gave a primetime speech about the state of American democracy in what he calls the battle for the soul of America. Many political analysts believe the speech was used to ramp up political messaging ahead of the midterm elections in November. Biden mentioned Donald Trump by name as he addressed what he described as MAGA forces in the GOP. And now America must choose to move forward or to move backwards, to build a future or obsess about the past to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism or a nation of fear, division 
and of darkness. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. But together, together we can choose a different path. We can choose a better path forward to the future. A future of possibility, a future to build and dream and hope. And we're on that path moving ahead. I know this nation. I know you, the American people. I know your courage. I know your hearts. And I know our history. This is a nation that honors our Constitution. We do not reject it. This is a nation that believes in the rule of law. We do not repudiate it. This is a nation that respects free and fair elections. We honor the will of the people. We do not deny it. Biden went on to say that he believes there is a battle going on for the soul of America. I believe America is big enough for all of us to succeed. And that is the nation we're building, a nation where no one is left behind. I ran for president because I believe we're in a battle for the soul of this nation. I still believe that to be true. I believe the soul is the breath, the life, and the essence of who we are. The soul is what makes us us. The soul of America is defined by the sacred proposition that all are created equal in the image of God, that all are entitled to be treated with decency, dignity, and respect, that all deserve justice and a shot at lives of prosperity and consequence. And that democracy, democracy must be defended, for democracy makes all these things possible. Folks. And it's up to us. Democracy begins and will be preserved in we the people's habits of the heart, in our character, optimism that is tested yet endures Courage that digs deep when we need it. Empathy that fuels democracy. The willingness to see each other, not as enemies, but as fellow Americans. Look, our democracy is imperfect. It always has been. Notwithstanding those folks you hear on the other side there, they're entitled to be outrageous. This is a democracy. The president also said, in his opinion, MAGA Republicans are some kind of threat to the country. We must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. Biden's rhetoric appears to mirror his 2020 messaging in which he presented himself as a contrast to Trump 
and the race itself as an inflection point for the nation. However, many critics of Biden's speech say the president demonized millions of Americans, even as he touted trying to unite the country. The GOP issued a preemptive rebuttal of Biden's remarks with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy speaking in Scranton, Biden's hometown, just hours before the president took the stage in Philadelphia. The top House Republican said it's actually Joe Biden who has launched an assault on the souls of Americans. On its people, on its laws, on its most sacred values. He has launched an assault on our democracy. His policies have severely wounded America's soul, diminished America's spirit, and betrayed America's trust. McCarthy said Biden should apologize for his heated rhetoric and bad policies. Instead of trying to bring our country together to solve these challenges, President Biden has chosen to divide, demean, and disparage his fellow Americans. Why? Simply because they disagree with his policies. That is not leadership. McCarthy went on to say that Biden should stop trying to disparage hardworking, middle-class Americans. What Joe Biden doesn't understand is that the soul of America is in the tens of millions of hardworking people, of loving families, of law-abiding citizens whom he vilified for simply wanting a stronger, safer, and more prosperous country. Former Republican Congressman J.D. Hayworth said the president's primetime address was simply a blatant political move. The speech tonight is a campaign speech, a corrosive campaign speech that will not win votes, but will lose Mr. Biden any opportunity at a spot of fond remembrance in American history. Hayworth says that he is amazed by what President Biden considers to be the greatest threat to the country. What is the threat to America? In the eyes of Joe Biden, not communist China, not Russia, not Al-Qaeda, but, quote, MAGA Republicans. Hayworth says the president's address was a political attack on those who simply oppose his policies. To his speechwriter's credit, they omitted the word fascist, but they still very strongly suggested that if you disagree with Joe Biden, you're an enemy of our nation. Chris Steyerwalt, senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, joined News Nation and said that for Democrats to give Biden a primetime appearance was a bit risky. The reason that Democrats' fortunes have been faring better this summer than the, than we were be, than they were before. If you look back at Memorial Day, where was the where were the midterms going into Memorial Day? Uh, the Democrats were cruising for a bruise, and it was going to be a wipeout. They're going to lose thirty seats or more in the House. The Senate looked like it would tip the Republican direction. Now it looks like Republicans are on their way to maybe a small majority in the House, uh, and that is because the focus has been on Donald Trump and not Joe Biden. And the political choice here by Biden and the White House political team to put him out front and center, because Labor Day, as you know, is the traditional kickoff for campaign season. But you're going to shove Biden out in a primetime address. Well, that's good in the sense that it, it baits Trump, right, to draw Trump out more. That's good 
for Democrats because the more Trump, the better for swing voters. On the other hand, it's more Biden. And that's not good. His numbers went up when he was uh, off the front page. So this is a tough one. I don't know that he pulled that off, but uh, you got to give him credit for trying. Carol Platt-Leval, president of the Yankee Institute for Public Policy, weighed in on Biden's comments calling conservatives semi-fascists. Last week, President Biden denounced his political opponents in unusually strong terms. He described them as, quote, semi-fascists, unquote. Ironically, he had just congratulated himself for uniting the country. But calling people fascists not only divides them, it dehumanizes them. And then history teaches us that very bad things can happen. There's another level of irony here. Although President Biden may be unaware of it, fascism's actually a system where government controls business and opposition is not permitted. By no stretch of the imagination did President Trump control business. What's more, opposition to him was vocal and omnipresent. By contrast, the Biden administration extracts a steep price for straying from the party line. At the very least, the administration will partner with big tech to have you deplatformed. It's time for the president to stop with the insults and begin some serious introspection. 75 immigrants bussed from Texas by Governor Greg Abbott are now in Chicago. Daybreak Insider's Ed Donahue has more on what is happening to the immigrants now that they've arrived. Abbott has also bussed immigrants to New York and Washington, D.C., cities with Democratic mayors. In Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot welcomed the 75, most of them from Venezuela. She says the governor of Texas is manufacturing a crisis. With these continued political stunts, Governor Abbott has confirmed what, unfortunately, many of us uh, had already known, that he is a man without any morals, humanity, or shame. One of the immigrants spoke to WLS-TV. We were treated like the, the, the worst kind of people in the world, and we don't understand why, but that's the way that they consider us. They will be getting help trying to connect with family elsewhere or settle in Chicago. I'm Ed Donahue. Democrat Mary Patola has won a special election for Alaska's only U.S. House seat, besting a field that included Republican Sarah Palin. Patola will become the first Alaska native to serve in the House and the first woman elected to Alaska's House seat which was held for 49 years by Republican Don Young. Young died in March. This was the first statewide ranked choice voting election in Alaska. Patola says she's feeling grateful about winning the temporary special election for Alaska's House seat on Wednesday. It happened to be her 49th birthday. Just a tremendous sense of gratitude and appreciation for the people who've put trust in me to to fill out the remainder of Congressman Young's term. Sarah Palin says she may have lost the special election for the temporary seat, but says she's running in November to serve a full two-year term, and she will stay involved. We have just begun, and we it's, it's a, a fight for what is right for Alaska and for our nation. And I do repeat that uh, you don't need a, a title, you don't need an office to make a difference. So we're going to get out there using whatever tools and forums and formats that we have to fight for what's right. Bank of America became the target of harsh criticism this week due to a new mortgage lending program from the bank that will be given strictly to black and Hispanic home buyers. Although white home buyers in those neighborhoods who meet certain criteria may be eligible for the program, the North Carolina-based lender said it is designed explicitly for blacks 
and Hispanics. Bank of America now has a new program to help minorities own their first home. It includes a zero down payment and zero closing cost mortgages. The program aims to close the ownership gap for home buyers in black and Latino communities. This move comes at a crucial time as the housing market continues to heat up and those interest rates rise. Bank of America also launched a new program to help drive women and minority businesses growth in Atlanta. It is called the Small Business Down Payment Grant Program. Atlanta is one of the first five markets chosen for those eligible business owners who can apply for down payment grants covering up to 50% of a business loan. Requirements for the Community Affordable Loan Solution Mortgage are different from traditional mortgages. For example, it will not require a minimum credit score, opting instead to check on applicants' rent and utility payment history. And the loan foregoes applicants from having to purchase mortgage insurance if they cannot put down less than 20% of the home's purchase. A small robot with a clip-like hand and the smarts to know which drinks are popular is part of an effort to make Japanese convenience stores even more convenient. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House is taking a look at the new corner store in Japan. The robot named TX Scara operates behind the refrigerated shelves in the back of a Family Mart store. It knows what kind of beverages are running short and can lift cans and bottles one by one onto the shelf. Industrial robots are common in factories and others can map disaster zones as well as help doctors perform surgery. It sounds like something out of that 1970s Killer Bees movie. But this time, it's real. Daybreak Insider's Tasha Stevens has more. A man from Ohio is attacked by African killer bees, getting stung over 20,000 times and swallowing close to 30 as he fought to escape. It happened when Austin Bellamy was trimming his grandmother's tree and accidentally cut open the beehive. Firefighters got Austin out of the tree. They airlifted him to a hospital where he was placed in a medically induced coma while the bees were removed. Doctors expect him to make a full recovery. Tasha Stevens reporting. And finally, scientists and musicians have created sonifications of images and data of NASA's James Webb Space Telescope. A team of experts, including scientists and musicians, have created a new way to explore the images and data of NASA's James Webb Space Telescope through sound. Listeners can hear the intricate soundscape of the cosmic cliffs in the Carina Nebula and explore the contrasting tones of two images that depict the Southern Ring Nebula. However, it should be stated that the music isn't the actual sound from recorded space. Last week, NASA released recorded audio from a black hole near the Perseus galaxy cluster. Pressure waves sent out by the black hole caused ripples in the cluster's hot gas, which can be translated into a note. 
NASA scientists say that the misconception of there not being any sound in space is due to space being in a vacuum. The audio that was released to the public has been described as creepy. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.